0: You're listening to Penguin Tracks on 89.5 KOPN in Columbia. On the phone with me is the author of the book, The Last Year of the War. Susan, would you mind pronouncing your last name for our listeners?
1: Sure, it's Meissner.
0: Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, well, I live in Southern California. I'm married and have four adult-grown children, and I've loved to write for as long as I can remember. I didn't actually... Um, start writing professionally until my 30s and started writing novels in my 40s, but I absolutely love writing books.
0: Tell us about your book, The Last Year of the War.
1: Well, this is a book about um, the um, internment of German-Americans here in the U.S., which I believe most people had not heard of. I know I had not heard of it until I learned of it. But uh, along with Japanese-Americans, a number of German-Americans were also interned during the war. And for some of them, they were repatriated to Germany in prisoner exchanges in the last year of the war, which I believe is also an untold story. And since it deals with humanity, it's people, and this is something that happened to people, and some of them American-born children, I felt like it was a story worth telling.
0: The story is told from Ellie's perspective in the past and present day. Why did you decide to write the story that way?
1: Feel like each each story that I approach um, kind of suggests to me almost <clears throat> the vehicle in which it can be best told. <clears throat> Excuse me. And for this one, I wanted to um, feature an American teenager who experiences this uh, being repatriated with her family to Germany. Even though she's an American-born girl with an American passport and doesn't feel like she's German, she she feels like she's American. So no. to be thrust back into Germany at Probably the worst possible time to go there is, is it feels like her identity is being um, torn from her and so she's approaching the book to the to the reader um, from from the standpoint of an older woman looking back on her life and she's just been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and so again her identity is being peeled away from her day by day layer by layer and it, it feels rather like it did when she was a teenager and her identity was being um, being torn from her, and so it, it seemed appropriate then to have um, part of the story be told in the past, the lion's share of it, mm-hmm. and then these um, moments in the, in, the, um, in the present day where she's showing us how she was impacted by the, her experiences.
0: Were any of the characters based on real people?
1: My characters are essentially amalgams of many of the stories that I read about who actually experienced life at the Crystal City internment camp. And so while um, she is fictional, Elise, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things that happened to her and around her really happened to other people. And so Crystal City was a real place. The internment camp was a real place. And the experiences that I write about that happened around Elise um, really happened. And um, I think, you know, in that respect, it kind of gives readers a chance to go back in time Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the past and revisit the past, through the vehicle story, which is a great way, I think, to time travel, so that you're getting um, it's, it's a factual uh, return to the past, but through this um, story so that you're able to experience it at the human level rather than just the level of student or, or casual observer.
0: How much research went into this book?
1: I spent probably three or four months where all I was doing was reading um, books, memoirs, biographies. Um, tapping into U.S. archives, things like that, to be able to familiarize myself with the details because I knew nothing about this um, mm-hmm. part of uh, American history. I it was, a, it was something I just hadn't heard of before, so I really had a lot to learn. Um, and then after I felt like I had a, kind of a handle on the details, uh, then I wrote an outline that I thought would help me tell the story. And then as I began writing, uh, I would refer to that outline only very infrequently, so that it was just a place to go back to if I felt like I was losing my way, maybe you know, like like forgetting like well where where am I headed actually with this story? The outline was like a map kind of reminding me what my destination was.
0: What would you like people to take away from this book?
1: I think this is the kind of book where you can take away from it pretty much what you're willing or wanting to take away because. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, you know, it's a novel. It's I want it to be entertaining, uh, enjoyable, enlightening maybe. It does expose, I think, something about uh, American history that is um, is deserving of having some light thrown on it. Mm-hmm. And then I think it invites conversation. It's the kind of book I feel like book clubs would like because it's a book where when you're done reading it, I would hope that you'd want to discuss it with someone. And I think that's why book clubs exist. It's because there are books that we read that... Uh, impact us in a way that makes us want to talk about it with other people. And I think that also makes books more memorable, too, when you're able to have a conversation about it afterward.
0: Where can people get this book?
1: It's available um, pretty much on any platform that you prefer. Um, it's available online at your favorite retailers, at um, it's, it's physical bookstores. You can get it on Audible, uh, audiobooks, if that's your um, favorite way of reading a book. And then digitally, it's on all your digital platforms, too. And it just came out a week ago today, so um, it's available everywhere.
0: What are you currently working on?
1: So the book I'm working on now doesn't have a title yet. Sometimes the title emerges after I've (laughs) actually finished writing it. But it's set in San Francisco in 1906. And I am going to use the earthquake, uh, because that was a catastrophic event that happened in San Francisco mm-hmm. with the quake and then the resulting fire but it's not going to be an earthquake book it's really going to be about a book about three women whose lives converge on the day of the quake and uh, they are unknown to each other until that day and for them it's going to be a very good thing that the earthquake came because it's going to cover up something that they need to have covered up <sighs> and so for everyone else in the city it's a really bad day catastrophically so but for them um, they're really glad that um, everything that brought them together will be covered by uh, the quake and the fire.
0: Are you on any social networking sites and what about an official website?
1: Yeah my website is just my name and with an L in the middle so it's Susan dot and I also have a, a URL susanmeisner.com, so either one will take you there and then I'm on Facebook. My author page is Susan Meisner, and I post there um, lots of information, not just about my books, but about other people's books, books in general, the literary world, world things that book lovers love. And then I'm on Instagram, and I'm on Twitter as well.
0: Is there anything else you would like to add?
1: Well, I love talking with readers, so if you end up reading any of my books and want to um, drop me a line, my email address is on my website. I love having conversations with readers and finding out... What you liked about the book, questions you may have. And I do also do um, Skype visits with book clubs. So it doesn't matter where you live, a 30 minute visit is always free. And you can find out how to do that on my webpage. There's a, on my website, there's a book, um, there's a URL, a, there's a, what's the word? <laughs> there is a tab for uh, book clubs on my website. And they can get in touch with me through there.
0: Thank you so much for the interview. It was an honor. You have a great rest of the week.
1: Uh, Thanks. You do the same. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.